five, four, three, two, one. Welcome everybody to the Homies Only podcast. My name is Aaron. You already know me, even though there's only one episode out by this point, by the time this one is coming out, but I'm here with the the second man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> I'm here with Al. Yo, fucking Al Marilyn in yeah, here. Yo, tell him, sure. tell him you steez. Tell him what you're about, yo. Hey, man. You know, it's a young brother from the DMV. Uh, Alex Al Marilyn, a CFO. I'm a rapper, comedian, audio producer. And, you know, I'm just out here just chilling, you know, with my guy over here. Uh, what's going on? Yo, nothing, yo. I'm <laughs> fucking excited. Doing, I'm so happy that we... I, I know I said it before on the last interview, but I'm so excited for this podcast and that it, it's like a thing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was literally telling you before, like... I had this idea in September and I was telling people about it. And now I'm like, all right, last week I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And then I'm able to get all this shit done within like a week. And I feel like that's mm. like really almost like not monumental because I'm not going to give it that like crazy of a, a status. But it's, 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 it's at least very significant to me yeah. that I'm able to even like attempt to do something like this and if it goes this well is, it goes well this is monumental you know? this is a lot of people don't try a lot of i'm telling you a lot of people don't try yeah. this is this is you putting in the work this, this is, is me putting in the work yo. manifesting and putting in the groundwork you know this, you've, you've created something very beautiful so i'm you know i'm honored to be here Thanks, i appreciate yo. it i appreciate mm-hmm. it i appreciate it i appreciate mm-hmm. you being here i know i asked you like two days ago <laughs> i'm like yo can you be a guest on the podcast da 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 and, and, and I was I was expecting people to be like, eh, I'm not really going to do it. But actually, a lot of the people I've asked um, already are like, yeah, I'm down. I'll do it. Da, 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 da. I want to have artists on here. I want to have yeah. people that do a whole bunch of shit on here. You know what I mean? And you were one of the people that I thought of first, actually, because I was like, OK, like we did like a whole song back in the day. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 right. But I also know that you're on your comedy shit, too. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this thing is funny as fuck. Like gotta get him on like yeah. like like i can't not have him on the podcast you know so i'm i'm i don't know i guess i guess the first question or actually not even the first question i'm just gonna say i found you through like soundcloud discovery my freshman mm. year of college and you like had this song that had like five thousand plays or some shit Right. And I was like, yo, this song is fucking crazy. And I and I don't do a lot of like outside collaborations besides like people that I know know. Yeah. So I was like, so I think you were like my first like outside collaboration just hitting you up randomly, like, hey, I have this idea for a song. Like, do you want to fucking do this shit or whatever? So I'm like, um, looking back on it and then to now, like, I never thought I would actually meet you in person. Like yeah. it's this <laughs> internet figure. And it's like, damn, like we fucking like did it yeah you know like that's so wild um but yeah Yeah. i don't know if you remember it the same way dude yeah no i i definitely remember i think it might have been uh i did a freestyle over this dude tech lund's beat um it was called play and just like a little like backstory too I, i was uh i had a show in dc and like i was getting like an uber ride back because i was like staying with my brother who was like living in dc at the time and then I was just like really angry and I was just like, you know, like, I know I got bars. <laughs> let me just go on. Let me just go on lazy. Down. So like I stayed up like all night just like writing. And then uh, I was recording this studio in D.C. at the time. And that's when there's like laid the track down. And then uh, it started getting plays. 
And then I got a, like an email from you. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, hey, man, I'm willing to work with people. Uh, the song was, was very tough. So I was like, all right, let me hop on it and let's do it. And I think like over time, this was like what, five years ago. Um, Shit is so crazy, yo. And, and, I, and I think, I mean, it definitely is crazy. This is like the first time like mm-hmm. we're meeting like after five years of just like knowing each other like pseudo through through the internet. Yeah, through like Instagram and fucking after. And I, I, feel, I feel like, you know, it's crazy. I haven't even like kept up with a lot of people that I like met back then like musically but i just yeah. know like oh i know this dude this cool person like yeah. i'm like if they were down to work with me back then like i know like that they're cool or whatever even like people who are kind of like bigger now like yeah. um all right so you know you know amine of course right yeah. yeah yeah all right so one of his producers ldg is was also like one of like cousin stiz's producers back like oh, in the day right and I remember like hitting him up on like a cold email or whatever, um, being like, "Hey, I'm this rapper. I have this idea for a song. Like, oh, do you like lease beats or do you? Because I I didn't want to buy beats. There's something about buying beats made it feel like disingenuous to me. Like I wanted to work with somebody, right? right? And back then, this was like before they produced like a whole bunch of big songs, right? And they uh, uh they were like, oh yeah, like of course like let me send you like a pack or whatever and i like picked Mm -hmm. one out and uh i made a song and then like i feel like a week later i sent it back to him and he was like oh man i i might still have the email but he was like (laughs) oh man like uh i can definitely hear like a lot of potential here this is crazy you got to keep like grinding or whatever right Mm. and to me like like for an artist that was like working with one of the artists that for I'm um, sorry for a producer that was working with one of the artists that I actively like listened to at the time. Right. I was like, yo, this is crazy. I gotta, I gotta keep grinding. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, that's the truth. Like, man. I was really thinking like that that I would I could really like do something with it. You know. And I know I haven't I I haven't released a project since like 2019. Hey man, it's still it's still time, man. It's still time. Yeah, there's still time. It's, ain't it's no just rush. I'm I'm waiting for the right amount of like inspiration and motivation to like kind of like cross paths because i'll record songs like here and there but um but yeah other than that i've just been kind of chilling behind the scenes yeah i mean mean, doing other shit you know yeah i mean mean, that's the thing like you know everyone has like their own lives that they're working on it's just like you know I, i think the beauty that like really let me do comedy was that I had music and I had like tennis shoes like the band. I was thinking you gotta check out tennis shoes. They're very tough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was just like my senior year of college. That's when I started doing comedy, and uh, so like the solo music thing was kind of like dwindling a bit. But at the same time, it's like I had my band and I know that they were always working. I know that yeah. they were always making beats. I know that they were always making music, so I can just hop in and hop out. So. Uh, like my senior year of college, I would go to rehearsal with the band. We'd like work on the album, make music, rehearse for any shows. And then after rehearsal, I would go to uh, the spot called Midboy Art House where me and my mm. boy John, uh, we were uh, hosting an open mic together. So I would just go from music to comedy. It was pretty much like that, mm-hmm. you know, like all throughout the week, any shows on either side. So wait, 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 let me, let me. So how did the comedy start? 
So, I mean, so in my third grade journal, you know, I put down. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. We're going. <laughs> this goes we're, back. We're, this goes back. This is a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. So, like, in my third grade journal, I was just like, you know, it hit me. I want to be, you know, I'm, a, I'm the biggest rapper. I'm on 106 in Park. And, you know, uh, and I'm also on Comic View. And <laughs> all my music videos are coming out on VHS. This is when VHS was hot. But um, <laughs> on VHS. And it's like, so, I mean, like, I always kept up with the music thing, but, like, in class, I was just, I wasn't even class clown, I was an ass clown, I was just, just being an ass. Yeah. But, you know, like, I was, like, always just, like, writing jokes as a kid mm -hmm. in high school, and it didn't really, like, pick up until, you know, college. Yeah. Um, I was doing, like, the solo music thing, and it was going pretty well, and then the shows were, like, kind of dwindling in the summer of, like, 2018, I'm sitting on my mom's couch and I'm playing video games. My mom's like, "What's what's going on with the shows? You just gonna sit on my couch or yeah. something? Like, what's what's going on? You're not doing shows. You're not working. What's going on?" And I was like, "Damn, all right. Well, I got these jokes. Mm -hmm. Might as well just go and try them out." And then you know, I hit an open mic, and then after that, I just hit. What it was hard. that? What was that first open mic like? Because this uh, is different than music. This is like you're going out to make people laugh. If it's, yeah. I feel like. I feel like with music, if you go out to perform, you know you're going to get, like, some sort of applause from the crowd simply because it's like, okay, like, this person is going up and they're right. trying to do some music or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, unless the crowd is, the crowd is like, a bunch of assholes. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, but with comedy, I feel like, no, like, somebody's paying to go to a comedy show in yeah. order to laugh. Like, they're going for a specific function. So how did you feel? Did it, was there, like, a lot of pressure or something like that? Nah, the first open mic, it wasn't, I mean, it was a very low stakes mic looking back on it. And <laughs> yeah. I had like my brother there with me. I think I did pretty well. It was just like, I mean, I was like always like writing jokes, but never like went to perform. But like I would perform mm -hmm. and a lot of times like I would channel my favorite comedians, like my favorite mm -hmm. comedians like Chris Rock. And when I was doing music, I would watch how he would perform because this man would be back and forth, back and forth, commanding the stage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, I don't see any rappers doing that when they're on stage mm -hmm. or like, like I'll look a at a really heavy stage presence like that. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, they're here and they're also here and they're also here and you're not, <laughs> you're, you don't own this. They own the stage. You know what? Um, wait, you know what that made me think of, you know, that meme of, of Kanye performing touch the sky and he's running from one <laughs> end of the, <laughs> of the fucking stage to the other end. Like that's you like yeah. sprinting, but, um, but I'm yeah, sorry. Doing wind sprints. Yeah, yeah. Doing the pacer test. No, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> no, but, um, uh, what was, uh, Oh no, no. Like I would channel just like a lot of comedians mm -hmm. and I would, like, I would notice like when I was doing like these solo shows, I'll just do crowd work in the beginning and I'll just talk and just like make jokes. Um, so like, it wasn't like really that hard for me to pick up just because they're, they're very similar. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's all about rhythm. It's all about timing. It's all about, you know, punch lines or you get into the punch of a joke. You yeah. Know? How quick does it set up? How long does it take for it to develop? Uh, pretty much. And it's just like, I, I approach the same way that I do music that I do comedy was just like, I know you want to see me up here. Um, this is a collaborative, you know, event that's happening mm -hmm. right now. We're going to get through this. We're going to have a good time. And, you know, let's rock out and let's do this. Yeah. You know? No, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Like, I, I, I feel like, have you, okay, how about this? Have you ever had an experience where you, like, bombed, like, on stage? Like, oh, yeah, crazy, bomb. like, 
a bomb. What was like the first bomb? Like, like, Man. what were you trying to say? <laughs> and like, what was the reaction? And you were like, oh shit, I'm, I'm kind of bombing right now. It was a warm summer evening. No, <laughs> no, no. It was a, it was uh, like a week before I came to NY. Like we were just gonna come to NY and just like do comedy open mics. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we were in DC. And um, me and my boys were going to this open mic at this place called Bus Boys and Poets, and it's like an all-black crowd and all that, mm-hmm. um, which is which is different, you know. They, they Those always, are the best crowd. Yeah, they, like, they, they always say like black people watch comedy like this. It's a high yeah. threshold, nah. But um, uh, I got up on stage, you know. I'm talking about uh, just like I guess I'm like five maybe like three months in at this point. Mm-hmm. And I go up on stage. I'm like, yo, is anyone here African? And someone goes, nigga, we are African. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. And then I just bombed for the rest of my set. <laughs> and I was like, y'all don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> That's like that? a real, like read the room moment. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> that you got up there and I, I commend you because you were confident enough to be like, I'm going to say this <laughs> and this is going to kill. Like, yeah, like, Asian. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. man, that's so crazy. Like yeah. I, I, I like to imagine that, uh, uh, I feel like to be a comic, um, you know, you really have to spend time like, like beforehand, like, okay, let me write out these jokes. Like, are these situations funny? Like, mm. am I going to like act out this part? Or it's like, like, cause the, the writing can be funny, but also the delivery is just as important. It's like, oh, if you fuck up on that delivery or you don't say this punchline at the right time, mm. it's like the joke may not hit as hard as it should. You yeah. know what I mean? So what's, what's kind of like your workflow when like coming up with jokes or something like that? Are you, or or does shit just, just come to you like on the spot? I mean, you just got to live. Um, I think living is important. And then always just finding the humor in all of it. I mean, mm-hmm. like my family is just like, I don't know, from my brother to my mom, just like you just find the funny mm-hmm. in all the pain, you yeah. know, in anything. Um, so that's like a part of it, you know, it makes a lot of situations lighter. Yeah. Um, so I guess like that's a part of it. But it's also just like, I don't know, if I find something that's funny, I'm like, okay, how can I make sure that's funny to everybody? And when you get down to it, it's just like, I don't know, it's like when you're doing music and you're like, all right, this word is too long of a syllable. It won't mm-hmm. fit with the beat. Yeah. With comedy, it's just like, you know, one word can change the whole joke. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, I don't know, I, I have like this one joke where I'm talking about, you know, like getting my ass whooped. And uh, I say like, between me and my brother, they recorded four studio albums. Mm-hmm. And a comic came up to me. He was like, yo, that's very important. You use the word studio albums. Because it's very technical. Yeah. Um, I'm going to sound like a nerd here, but it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. The thing about comedy is taking something that's very incongruent mm-hmm. and just like placing it somewhere that it doesn't belong. Yeah. It's like just finding the absurdity within like normal circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, like, uh, I'm on today. Actually, earlier today, I started the, um, the, the. Um, the series finale of Community. I'm on like the very last oh, episode. Oh, you went through all right? I went through the whole thing. I binged it. I think I started it like a week and a half ago. And mm. I've just been, all right, I guess I'm watching Community today or something like that, right? Mm. And uh, in especially in the first season, which is what I think is like the funniest. The first two seasons. The first two seasons, yeah. right? Um, 
it's like uh, it's essentially the exact same way that you kind of frameworked it it's like we have this extremely ordinary situation right we're at a community college you know what i mean we're supposed mm -hmm. to come here to learn to do this to do that whatever right and then out of nowhere these absurd type of situations that like dan Harmon and the other writers <laughs> kind of like came up with out of nowhere is like holy shit this is show is like off the rails <laughs> i was expecting something almost like superstore but it's not it's it's not really yeah. you know what i mean and i feel like um like paintballs and yeah pillow right? forts like, and shit. that shit is hilarious <laughs> um but yeah so like after you like figured out how to kind of like frame these uh, uh jokes and like really structure your shows and things like that did you find yourself doing it more and like did you like crave it at that point like you were like oh these jokes like i know that these jokes are gonna hit because i worked on them and i want to go do them yeah i mean it's definitely something that you have to just keep on sharpening so i mean you kind of think of it as like going to the gym mm -hmm. and it's like you know i have these jokes and i have to go and hit these open mics and do these shows that's the only way you're going to get better which you know that's the only way you're going to get stronger mm -hmm. you know so it's like all right you go to the gym you do chess you do legs um, I don't know, calves or whatever. If you want to work on biceps, yeah. try to, <laughs> you gonna work on these toes, yeah. like this pinky toe. But it was like, <laughs> hey, yo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's yeah. like, you know, with comedy, it's like, all right, I gotta keep on going to the gym, yeah. sharpening up my material. All right, do I want to work on crowd work today? Do I want to mm -hmm. work on this joke? And you just find new tags for the joke. You try it with this crowd. You try it with that crowd. You see like what's universally um, funny, just because comedy is very subjective yeah. you know it's, it's very much an acquired taste yeah from person to person like someone can play the hell out of a i was about to say oboe the hell out of a, of a violin, violin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah and you're like man this dude can play the violin yeah um that's objective they know how to play yeah. but if someone goes up there talking about like timberlands people be like what why is he talking about timberlands like what yeah and I it might need to laugh. Yeah, why, exactly. Yeah. Why are you trying to sell me Tim's? Like, yeah, but to yeah. another dude who wears Tim's all the time, he's like, oh, man, you talk about the yeah. Tim's. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just about like finding things that are very like universally funny to everybody. Mm -hmm. And even if they don't relate to it, it's just finding a way that they can attach to it, making mm -hmm. it digestible. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and that's a part of it. And, the, you know, that's when it comes down to like word choice delivery and even just like your overall you know physical performance mm -hmm. you know that's also a part of it you know yeah um dang that's so crazy okay here's my next question now, who mm -hmm. you said uh um you said chris rock that's chris, like a guy yeah, yeah, right that's, that's, uh, all right have you have you met any like big like comedians or like anybody else that you've like looked up to or anything like that um I like to say, uh, I mean, I met Tony Woods. Tony Woods is a DC legend. Um, I mean, if you if you know Tony Woods, you know that he is the guy. I mean, he 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 taught and mentored Chappelle. Mm -hmm. You know, so you, you're the goat of all goats if you do Yo. that. Um, I love Chappelle. Yeah. I know he's in hot water right now, right? <laughs> but like pre all of this, like I'm like, yo, he's like generally like regardless of anything else, yeah. he's a hilarious person. Yeah. And I he's feel like a legend. And you said uh, that this person like actually like helped him come up. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, Tony Woods. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's still performing. To I gotta day. look it up because I never even like. Dude's a beast. Yeah. Um. I've met uh, Donna Rawlings when I did Sway in the Morning. 
Um, oh my god, I forgot that you did Sway in the Morning. Yeah, I remember I did. going on my phone and seeing you on Sway in the Morning. I was like, you, what the <laughs> fuck did you? All right, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause like on that note because oh, I'm really I'm curious ride, now. Man. How did you end up on Sway in the Morning? Uh, dude, I was just up in New York and my cousin he listens to Sway in the Morning all the time mm-hmm. and they're like hey we're doing like a comedy search sort of thing so like send in your tape if you think you're funny so then without me knowing my cousin sent in a tape that i had mm-hmm. um and then he was like yo i signed you up for swing in the morning they got a show coming on mm-hmm. it's at caroline's on broadway and i'm like oh damn all right all right but that yeah yeah let's, let's Let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, I mean, it was just like <laughs> so surreal. If I had to go on like, Sway in the morning out of nowhere, I would be fucking shitting my pants. Yeah, I'm like, dude. holy crap. Like, <laughs> I'm going to like go on there and say something about his hat. And then he's going to yeah. kick me off. Like, <laughs> like Yeah. Um, but but nah, I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm doing Sway in the morning. Let's do it. Let's get down to it. And, you know, they give me a call. I'm like, can you make it? To New York, I'm like, dog, I'm already in New York. Like, you know? <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here. Um, so then, you know, leading up to the show, I was just like doing, you know, all these different mics, all these different shows. Like, I was moving beginning mm-hmm. of 2020. And then uh, the show came. First of all, I just want to say that Sway is one of the most nice, you know, very humble, very given individual. Yeah. Um, just to put on this event for all of us to come through and perform on his network. Um, because I would have people hit me up like, Hey, were you on the radio? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, 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 that was me. And like my boy who was like stationed in Hawaii was like, yo, why does this dude sound so familiar? <laughs> he was like, yo, this is fucking yo, like, yo, yeah, wanna... <laughs> yeah. Um, so like me being able to do that, I was just like, I mean, that was just like a very surreal moment. Like I didn't, I don't think I was like that intimidated. I was kind of just like, yo, I have nothing to lose. Like, I'm I'm here, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm here, so I might as well just just you know just show out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there were like some people in the crowd, like, oh man, dog, you know, you did your thing, which felt really good. Mm-hmm. And and not only that, you know, Sway was like, man, uh, which like he did a video for me. He was just like, mm-hmm. yo, this guy killed it. I'm very proud of this dude. Oh, like on his social media. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. like, which he didn't have to do. But for me. But he fucked with you that much. Yeah. Like, yeah. That he would like, you know, he did a video for me. And after that, you know, I was, I was getting booked a lot more and, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. But you know, but like behind that, he was just like, yo, I, I really like your jokes. Like you're, you're, you're thinking up here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo man, just keep on going. Cause I, I really like your style of comedy. And you know, to me that meant a lot. Um, you know, after doing comedy, for, I think I was like maybe like a year and a half and something mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, it's just like, man, just gotta just keep on working. It's like, yeah, you know, cause Damn, that's so crazy. Yeah. Okay, okay. So what's like going on now with your comedy? Like, I know the pandemic <laughs> and everything like that had to have like affected shows. So yeah. did you lose momentum or are you like right back on the horse? Like. I mean, to me, I'm right back on the horse. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm riding, I'm riding the horse, whatever this proverbial horse is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, I definitely like lost the momentum during the pandemic because like mm. I was scorching red hot. I was out um, every night just going at it, which like it's kind of like what you have to do. Like it's a very grueling grind mm-hmm. um, in New York. Um, 
and I was getting booked at a lot of places. People were like, man, you only been here for like six months. You already got this done. I'm like, yeah, no, because I've been working my ass off. <laughs> but then the pandemic happened and um, I had to like sit down for a year. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like I was working a new job. So I got to like save up money and got to, you know, uh, be with my family. I got to not subject myself to the very grueling lifestyle of going out every night. I was getting sick a lot just because I wasn't sleeping very mm-hmm. much. And, you know, like eating all that healthy just because like I was out all the time. You're just going. It's outside. Yeah. You know, make sure you take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, now it's like I'm in kind of like the best space that I've ever been mm-hmm. uh, from like last year, like producing like all like my rooftop shows, still having the same contacts, reconnecting yeah. with uh, people that I knew from back in New York with new people that I'm meeting. Um, it's like getting on that grind, but like, you know, I'm also like eating a lot healthier. Mm. Uh, my roommates, they're all my best friends. One of them is like, you know, the producer of my band. Another one's the most disciplined individual that you could ever come across who's mm. all about mental health and fitness and eating right and yeah. diet and cooking. And my other one is we produce uh, comedy shows together. So it's like I have. You're just working like in there, like keeping each other kind of <laughs> almost like a, not like accountability, but. You're like motivating each other to to keep on doing this stuff, right? Right. Yeah. So it's like you know I'm a product of of my environment, you mm-hmm. know. So it's just like if I need to talk about finances, I know who I can talk to. If I need to talk about you know cooking, I know who to talk to. If we need to get down to these shows, these comedy shows, I know who to talk to. If we're talking about this music, he's right down the hall from me. So mm-hmm. it's just you know just being in that space and kind of just an incubator for just. Uh, like a healthy lifestyle. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's been it's been a very it's been a very good run uh, as it as it has been so far, and I have a lot of a lot of good things planned for this year. Mm. And honestly, it's just to just keep on going. Like as yeah. as cliche as it sounds, it's just like you just keep on putting in the work and keep on like hammering at that one thing, mm-hmm. and it'll it'll crack soon. You know. Damn, it'll, not the inspirational quotes coming in. Yes. Yo. My new book. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, so you say, you say you're coming up with like stuff in the future. Do you want to, can you talk about any of that stuff or is it like. Well, um, Michelle Obama said. Imagine <laughs> it's like, you know, Barack was in my email the other day asking me to perform at his estate. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so Jay said we had to keep it on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I mean, it's just um, having more consistent shows to produce. Um, Wanted to get more into the circles in New York just because there's so many people to bounce mm-hmm. off that yeah. are just doing something in the city. Um, I think where you live is very important because you get energy from where you live mm-hmm. or the city can drain you. Um, but in this case, I've been able to learn a lot from the people around me and the people that I come across. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me this year is just that, you know, producing these shows um, and creating like very unique experiences for the people around me um, and for like the comics that are in the scene and just for like the people who come by who just want to have a good time. It's like, mm-hmm. you want to party? I want to party with you. You know, yeah. you want to laugh? I want to laugh with you. Want to dance? I want to dance with you. Um, definitely like traveling one and like wanting to do comedy overseas. Um, so, you know, I already got my, my tickets booked for that. Um, <laughs> Yo, like, like when you say overseas, like non English speaking countries. Oh, no, nah, man. I was nah, about I to can't. say, cause I was like, <laughs> I can't go to, Italy and talking about some buongiorno, whatever. Yeah, like if, I, if you're, 
you know, telling a joke <laughs> or whatever that's really like rooted in American culture, and you go over there to like, yo, what the fuck is, yeah. what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, yeah. yo, I've just uh, offended so yeah. many Italians. <laughs> I had to do the, the yeah. whole, like, Gabagool. Yeah, to yeah. I learned that word. <laughs> that means, what the fuck are you saying? Oh, okay, that, cool. Yeah. All right, cool. So yeah. there are... There's Jalousai, some, you already know. There's some Italian yeah. representation on here. That's Damn, that's so crazy. So, um, like, I kind of almost want to go back, like, in time a little bit. Oh, and, let's, like, yeah, let's go the, back, man. The moment that you, like, found out that like oh shit i'm kind of funny you know what i mean like that yeah. realization you know what i mean because you told me like how you started like getting into comedy more and everything like that but like yeah. sometimes that's different because there are a lot of people that you know growing up they may be like funny like in groups like with their friends or mm -hmm. in their school but like uh being being funny outside of a certain area like takes like just talent you know what i mean so mm -hmm. it's like when did you realize like oh shit you know what i'm kind of funny I knew I was funny from a very young age just because it was a survival tool, mm -hmm. you know, like with comedy, it's a, it's very vulnerable to laugh Yeah, because I know that at this point I've disarmed you. Um, and like, that's like what I would use to make friends, mm -hmm. you know, I'll just, just make people laugh. Like I'll go to camp and I'd be like, all right, I don't have any friends right now, but who are who are the who are the like I guess like the most like popular kids like who are the kids I want to hang out with mm -hmm. and I would make them laugh and then they'd be like hey man how about you hang out with us I'd be like all right now I have people I'm in to the hang inside out with. yeah yeah or like you know my boys uh, that you know I still talk to today it was like middle school and these are like you know the most popular kids in school and I remember like we were in computer class that's when they had computer class and now you just typing class with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I had like said something. And my boy Randy was like, yo, you're funny. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know, it was like some sort of like validation to me. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm now accepted and now I have friends and I'm not on the outside. Like I used comedy in order to not assimilate, but like fit in with my environment and like create a more comfortable space for me. Yeah, def yeah definitely a, a survival tool. I, I would also like the other time that um, it kind of came up is when me and my dad we were in dc for like the 400 year return and you know the president of ghana was there mm -hmm. and uh he has like his bodyguards around him and like i have like mm -hmm. like photos of like each you know each uh, bodyguard <laughs> yeah we're just like each like scene yeah. of this but um i see the president mm -hmm. of ghana and you know i'm really excited it's like i go over there i'm like hey can i get a photo and i put my hand on his shoulder and all of his bodyguards like boss up on me. Yeah. And Wait, like, how old are you at this point? Man, I'm like 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was like three years ago, man. But no, nah, he like kind of, you know, just kind of like gets up on me. And the president of Ghana? Or no, 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 no. His bodyguards. Oh, I was about to, yo, the president of Ghana yeah. is about it? Yeah, no, no, no. Keep that thing on him, you know. <laughs> Rather be caught with it than without it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he kind of just like, you know, steps to me and grills me. I think I just say something stupid and then he just starts smiling. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, you can get a photo. Yeah. And then I didn't actually get a photo. My dad goes like this with his finger in the flash. Like I never actually get a photo with it. 
But it was at that point where I'm just like. So th- there's no recorded like moment of that because your dad like fucked up the. There's everything like leading up to it. like my dad's like taking like 50 photos uh-huh. of like the dude just kind of like grilling me down and like me smiling. And then like him like later on like smiling. <laughs> your dad at that moment was like, oh, this is great. I'm yeah, about that's to, what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> something crazy. He was not concerned. He was like, like, like bodyguard. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> but it was at that point where I was just like. I don't know. It was kind of, I would say like, it felt like a superpower to the mm-hmm. point. It was just like, yeah. you know, this, I stopped this guy from, you know, throwing me out or like killing me mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. You know, cause it's that's like, a great way to describe it. Like a superpower, yeah. you know, like we generally like think of ourselves as like very average individuals, but no, we have, we have certain things and I know you can get existential about it where it's like, Oh, if everybody's like special, then everybody's technically normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, you know, like all of us kind of have that thing where we're like, you know what, I'm kind of good at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like especially like what you're saying, like that kind of like situation, like you had that like situational, like funny, like oh this this is a tense situation, but I know how to defuse this, yeah. right? Um, I feel like I feel like I do something similar, but my success rate is much mm. lower than yours. <laughs> like 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 um, there's definitely been times where I've like said something where I think. Oh yeah, this is about to fucking kill, <laughs> right? And it and it and it and it and it, and it doesn't. Yeah. And then everybody's like, "Boo!" Like, <laughs> like no, like sometimes like yeah. our like my friend group, um, uh, uh, like I have like I have a friend named Darian, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like sometimes when like we try to say something funny to the other person, we just say. That was a bad joke. That wasn't it. <laughs> that wasn't it. Yeah. Like, just be as, like, critical as possible. Be like, yo, you better not say that to anyone else because that's not funny. Um, uh, but, yeah, so it's, like, that's so crazy. But but I also get, like, the, um, the kind of, like, survival tactic of it, too. You know? Yeah. Because um, I, I remember... Um, so, like for, like, for me, I'm about to, like, throw way back. Like, now this is a oh, deep cut uh, for yeah, me. Man. So it's, like... Um, when I was in elementary school, um, you know, uh, uh, sorry, um, before I lived in Brooklyn, I lived in Roosevelt, right? Mm -hmm. And Roosevelt is like all black and Hispanic community. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had like, not, I won't say I'll never say like seen a white person, but Mm -hmm. I rarely ever saw a white person because there was nobody at my school that was white. The only white person that I knew was like in fourth, uh, third grade. Like she was my teacher, you know? And then like that, or, or actually now think about it. A lot of my teachers were white until like fifth grade. Um, but anyway, uh, 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 so at like elementary school, like I was kind of that outsider. Right. Yeah. And I wasn't really sure how to interact like socially with them to make to, to, to in order to get them to be my friend unless we had some blatant common interest, yeah. whether it was like a cartoon or like a game or something that we play. Right. Um, but then when. I started, I, I was, I was very fortunate. My mom like grinded and stuff and was able to like put me in private school starting in like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And, but it was in a different school district. And that school district was like the people that went to the school was like, it was a much more like diverse group. Like everybody from every race was there. Like Damn, if man. you could tally up like every race, like in a checklist, I was yeah. like, yo, we're pretty close. <laughs> right. Um, but I like got there and I thought it was going to be great. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was, um, the after like the sixth i didn't i didn't really like get anywhere until after the sixth grade because in the sixth grade i had no clue how to interact with anybody and even when i 
tried, it's like I kept failing and failing and failing. It was very deflating. How do you um, interact with them? You, I, I, <laughs> I would like this is this is gonna sound terrible, but I was literally just being myself. Hey, but, man, but, but, that's, but that's the thing. That's the thing. That didn't get me any progress. Mm. So I was like, what is it about me that's not like connecting with like these, uh, these other these new kids? You know what I mean? And a lot of them had been going to the same school since like kindergarten. So I'm this crazy mm. outsider. So then in uh, uh, like seventh grade, um, I think I started like practicing more like absurdist type humor. You know, mm. fucking, you know, like kids will laugh at the dumbest shit. Yeah. right the dumbest stuff and so like if i uh kind of played into that like type of humor it's like okay i can kind of like find my way into here mm -hmm. but looking back on it i'm like think uh i was thinking about this like a couple weeks ago like damn like a lot some of those kids are kind of racist like like kind of <laughs> kind of right but they <laughs> but they may not have like no they may not known have known at the time yeah. that they were like being that way right um so so this is the thing so like i'm like this light-skinned black kid right mm -hmm. and i'm you know coming and they've seen like light-skinned black kids before and when i was when i was younger i was like a lot chubbier you know what i mean oh, yeah, um yeah. i'm a little chubby now but you know i'm packing, hey, man, I'm hey, packing man. on the fucking that's, that's the, what i'm saying pushing man. the weights right now you know that's what, what i'm saying, saying. That's, that's pounds that's, pounds, <laughs> that's real poundage you know that's pounds. but um but back then um there was a period of time where nobody like I wouldn't say bothered to learn my name, mm -hmm. but for some reason, this, like, I don't even remember who it was. I just remember that it was this, like, white girl, and she was like, you know who you look like? You look like Sean Kingston, and I was like, I don't know who the fuck that is, because I'm, I'm in sixth grade, like, <laughs> and I didn't listen to music or anything. Like, I was just doing whatever, and um, then she got, like, everybody in the class on it, right? And then niggas just started calling me, well, not niggas, they're white, but they're calling <laughs> me Sean Kingston, right? And and looking back on it now, it's like, damn, they really just compared me to another, like, chubby, light-skinned black guy. And was like, you know who you look like? You look like this. It's like if I, like, went up to you out of nowhere and I was like, <laughs> you know who you look like? And I named a random black guy. And, yeah. then I, and then I walked up to another black guy and said, you know who you look like? The same random black, you know what I mean? Like, but Sean Kingston, that's not even like even in the same. That's not even in the same sphere. Thing. Like, it's like I'm like triangles and rectangles, right? And <laughs> it like, and I had that like identity for for like sixth grade. Like that was just given to me, and I hated every second of it. So then in seventh grade, when I got to like rewrite it almost right, and using that absurdist type of humor to kind of lead the charge. Mm. And then when I actually like started being myself again, <laughs> I'm thinking, right? like, oh, wait, you're thinking about, I'm thinking now, about right? Sean Kingston. No, <laughs> I know, right? Like, like if a we're Jamaican. About... <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, yo, like looking back on it, I'm like, yo, these niggas was really just like kind of being a little racist, <laughs> that's right? Like that's like, like if like if uh, if if you were in your workplace and someone like said that to you now, it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like you're going to HR immediately. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, if you know HR is good at, your, yeah. at, your, <laughs> at wherever you work, you know what I mean. But it's like, yeah, shit like that is fucking wild, yo. So I definitely hear what you mean as like a uh, survival type of instinct thing kind of kicking in, you yeah. know. Um, Usually, if I don't know what to say or if, like, my emotions haven't processed yet, I'll try and, like, be like, okay, how can I turn this into a joke, yeah. right? But if that joke misses, 
<laughs> that joke if if there was like a red wire and a blue wire and i was like and the joke was the pair of scissors and i'm like uh uh yo i'm about to cut the fur the correct wire on the first try yeah when in reality it doesn't matter which wire i'm cutting that that bitch is blowing up you know what i mean like i'm it's blowing up in my face yeah and i'm fucking and i'm and i'm fucking i'm bombing yeah yo nah i don't do pun humor like that but that worked out um but yeah no i'm sorry i know we got off track we started talking about v a little bit no Um, definitely man we 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 heal each other yeah As black strong men. black men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, nah. See what the man didn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yo, we're about to... <laughs> we're about to go into a Dr. Umar. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, rant right now. Where it's like, if you were a black man in 2021 and you're dating a white woman... <laughs> but you know what was crazy? Didn't, like, that thing come out, like, that Dr. Umar... Or like actively like talks to white women romantically, so even he's like, I didn't uh, even know. I I think it, if it was, <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry, Doctor Umar, but it, if it was a meme, then yeah. it was a meme. But I was like, oh, he's ain't the there a picture of you like with like a white girl? And so he's just like this insane he, hypocrite. He is the funniest, you know? but dude he's hilarious. If you are a coon, super coon, Negro in training, <laughs> jump off. <laughs> If you are a coon, super coon, Negro in training, jump off. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? You can't say a saying just once. <laughs> yes. You have to yes, say repeat it. multiple times. Yes, repeat it. No. And, and honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've like studied that just in terms of comedy. Yeah. Because I'm just like, why is that funny? Mm-hmm. Because one, conviction. Two, he repeats it. And like, I was mm-hmm. reading a book called Hitmakers. Yeah. Um, and it talks about um, like Hitmakers, phenomenal book. Y'all should all go out there and read it. Um, and I'm doing free promo. All right. Um, <laughs> but one of the chapters, it talks about repetition, why mm-hmm. repetition is so important, um, just in terms of like giving a speech or just saying things. And that's because like repetition is rhythm. Mm-hmm. So if you keep on saying something over and over again, it creates a rhythm. So it's like, I don't know, I went to the store today, I went to the store today. I went to the store today. Mm-hmm. It already has like a rhythm to it mm-hmm. and it becomes catching. It stays in your mind. Um, so I was like, damn, like Dr. Umar is on to something. <laughs> He's like unintentionally yeah. like doing this. That's yeah. just him. You yeah. Know? But not only that, but like that's also like the genius of future. Mm-hmm. Future repeats everything. They're going to think I want a Grammy. They're going to think I want a Grammy. I tell you to talk about the Maybach. I just talk about the Maybach. I don't care like, what Mudan, future though. says. That shit it's is fire. fire. It's that amazing. So crazy. Yo. It is amazing. So I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like I try to think about that when I do comedy too. Cause mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, like they're doing in music, or like he's doing an Instagram live in a park or in a hotel or his car or something yeah. like that, talking about donations. But it's like I can do that when it comes to comedy too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like you just repeat something, or you create a chant, mm-hmm. or you rhyme while you're doing jokes, um, just because that stays in people's heads, and they're just like, mm-hmm. oh, that. Makes it stick a little bit more. It so may, then yeah, if you like, it, if you call back to it later in the show, it's like, I got you already because it's there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so things like that are very, you know, interesting to pick up when people, I mean, I guess like when I like when I watch people like Dr. Umar, because like I'm thinking to myself, why is this dude so funny? One, because like he's saying like some outrageous stuff. Uh but two is just like it's working. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one of the funniest Dr. Umar videos. He's talking to like this little girl in the park. Mm-hmm. This is like little innocent girl in the park, and he's like, 
I hope you get A's and B's, all right? You get A's and B's. You know what A stands for? African. <laughs> so you know what B stands for? Black. Yeah. We don't get C's. C stands for Caucasian. <laughs> it's like, just talking to this. Where is this girl's parents? <laughs> I'm like, what is this? man is always in a park or yeah. in a hotel or in his car. You gotta put restraining orders on Dr. Umar. Why is he hanging out in just public spaces chanting? Yeah. You know. There's signs of Dr. Umar places where it's like, do not let this man in. Oh, oh my man. God. That dude's pure comedy. Yeah. No, he's hilarious. I remember like the first time one of my friends like linked one of his videos in the group chat. And I think I probably watched it 20 times <laughs> in a row. That shit is hilarious. And it's like, it's not even like, I don't know. I, I feel like with memes um, oh, or memes. things that become memes, we've like. Am I able to put. No, oh, yeah, you can do whatever you want. You I don't want to be comfortable. Um, if, sorry, not if. Um, we've come to a point in like comedy or time, like as a society or as a culture, whatever. Right, where uh, uh, it's almost like Dadaist in nature. So mm -hmm. what Dadaism is, um, it's like a, a, this period of time where like art was very just absurd. Like like somebody would put a a a, a urinal in a in a museum, mm -hmm. and people are just like, ah, oh, yeah, like this is art. You know what I mean? <laughs> really, it's like yeah. no, it's a fucking urinal. Like it's not anything. You know what I mean? And we've we've uh, uh, come to this like kind of point again right we're kind of repeating the same thing where now there's humor on like levels now mm -hmm. you know what i mean and there's this like general understanding like okay this meme is referencing this action that took place in 2006 <laughs> yeah. right but uh, uh it's creating this like absurdist thing where it's like oh like this thing is funny because of this other thing. And this other thing is funny. Like yeah. there's levels to the, to the humor now. Yeah. And um, like, I think one of the funniest things is like hearing somebody try to explain a meme that they saw. <laughs> right. Like what was the last meme you saw? Try me, try, try and explain the uh, last meme you saw. All right. So I mean, the first meme that comes to my head is a picture of like a capybara. Is that how they're pronounced? Yes. Capybara. And it has like it has like a Wikipedia page and it says his name Gort, or the, the capybara's <laughs> name is Gort. But then like under that it says it says case, several counts of murder. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like halfway cut off or like three fourths of the way cut off. So there's more to the article. Like, yeah, yeah. But the thing yeah. is, like they like they cut it off. Like that's the joke. Yeah. Is that like you see the capybara's name is Gort, but then you see several counts of murder. But like you have to like read into it because it's it's partly cut off. See how much you just took to explain <laughs> that to me, <laughs> right? I only laughed a little bit because I could imagine like in my head what oh, that would look hilarious. like, right? But that's that's like that thing where it's like, you know what? I was I've been talking for like three years trying to explain this. Let me just show you on my phone. You know what I mean? Like like I feel like um, we've entered into such a stage where um, you have to be. I feel like it sets the bar higher for comedy in general because if I can laugh for 20 minutes at this dumbest shit I've ever seen, mm -hmm. right? Well, 
you know, how do comedy writers have to get, you know, even more creative than they are like back in the day because comedy is changing, of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Like the same jokes. Um, I mean, like you could watch like a Richard Pryor video and like still find it funny. But, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of jokes are very like contextual. What's going on at the time? Who's popping right now? Who, what mm -hmm. am I referencing? You know what I mean? And if that's not, if that doesn't kind of transcend a certain amount of time you kind of like miss the window for that joke yeah you know yeah i mean <clears throat> but, um but yeah and i would say like it's i mean it seems like there's definitely like like comedy is definitely changing um and it's it's kind of like all right this one's like radio this one's television it's like memes or memes you're not gonna mm. like take your girl on a nice friday night to look at memes yeah, yeah, go yeah. to like a live meme show. It that unless, might sound, yeah, that unless might sound pretty. We never tight. know if ah! we're if we're like <laughs> mad living memes yeah. on like on the fly. Yeah, yo, if there's a bar out there, yeah. you know how they do um like bingo nights or like uh, yeah. what are those things? like trivia nights? Yeah. It's like yo, like meme generator type nights. Yeah, well, I, I will say, me and my boy John, we did that for like our show. Uh, at the tiny cupboard, mm. which my guy uh, Johnny Champagne performed at. Shouts out John Champagne. But uh, we do like um, like meme. What do you call it? Like that game Kahoot. Mm -hmm. So like we have like this page, the NYC Shakedown page on IG. We post memes on there daily, mm. um, and people are like yo, like we love the memes. The memes are hilarious. But it's like we'd play a game. It's like hey, did Alex post this meme? Did John post this meme? And did Julia post this meme? Mm -hmm. So like we do that like at the. Um, at like our shows like, like crowd at, interaction like, yeah like like yeah. kahoot so he'd like so like we'll post our memes and be like oh he posted that meme he posted that meme um mm -hmm. so you know like there's a that aspect to it mm. but i guess like what i was like going back to was just like you know comedy as a live aspect and event is you know is gonna stand the test of time just because people want to go out mm -hmm. you know and not only that but like comedy will find you yeah so like even during the pandemic people were performing in parks on rooftops um, you know, if they could find like a small, like little way to, you know, get people inside, they would do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, we streaming comedy shows on yeah, Twitch. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like zoom, like we were doing, um, shows and you know, my boy John's backyard, like, yeah, like a pretty backyard. Mm -hmm. We would just invite, you know, comics from all around DC and Baltimore, people from around the neighborhood, our friends to come to the show. And, you know, that's how we were, you know, trying to have a good time and make sure that we were staying sharp mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, you know, at that time, you know, just also like empowering ourselves just because, you know, all the comedy clubs were shut down. So like we were the producers and the bookers and the comedy clubs because comics wanted to perform and people wanted to come out. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, all right, we we got Let's what you this. need. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, yeah, we got what you need. And it's like now we have that times 10. Mm -hmm. And I think something that I really want to do this year is kind of just bring outsiders into the world of comedy. So like I'll say like for the people who only know me as a rapper mm -hmm. or like to rappers, I'm the only comedian that they know. Yeah. And to comedians, I'm the only rapper that they know. Mm -hmm. So like, I want to like, I want to meet like people in fashion and bring them to the world of comedy. If we can collab on that, I want to bring musicians into the world of comedy and see if we can collab on something like that. I want to mm -hmm. be uh, what what's the like a industry or something like that. I don't know, like astroturf creators. <laughs> <laughs> bring them into comedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just yeah. bring you know different people <laughs> in the comedy like that. I want to work with. You know, it's just like yo, mm -hmm. look at what we can build. This is what we have. Come out 
hang out with us, have a great time. Mm-hmm. This is what we have. Comedy is very beautiful world. You know, we can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's build something. You know, really really great together. So I just want to you know just meet new people, be any and anywhere as much as I can. Just you know just be genuine who mm-hmm. with whoever I meet, and just be like hey. You want to work? Let's work. Let's let's hang out. Yeah. I got this show you can go to. And a lot of people, they haven't been to a comedy show before. Mm-hmm. Or like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to. But, you know, um, this is that and the third. I guess I haven't yet. I'm just like, man, just come over here. Like, come and hang out with us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they get, they get sucked into it. And it's just like, you know, coming. The, the comedy plug for other people. Yeah. Um, kind of you're like the gateway drug of comedy. I'm the gateway drug. No, yeah, was, you're, yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're marijuana in the '90s. I'm it's like yeah. after after Al, <laughs> doing fucking cocaine. Like. Yeah, you go to you know, <laughs> do your heroin and I don't know DMT. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll try and be some. Yeah, that's so crazy. Something. I like. Uh, I remember I went to one of the cu- the tiny cupboard shows, um, one of the rooftop ones, and I, I remember I had like just missed you, I think, and I watched like the other, uh, or. or or maybe you uh, helped man. put it together or I something probably, like that. But I thought you were going to be there. And I think I came late. And uh, and we might have, like, missed crossing paths there. But we stayed for, like, the other comics or whatever. And it was uh, fucking hilarious. Yeah. I, like, haven't seen, um, like, like up-and-coming comics like that in a really long time. If if ever. So it was a, it was a yeah. brand new, like space for me and i was like oh shit you know i wouldn't mind like doing shit like this more often like coming out to this shit more often you know i i don't think uh if i ever tried comedy i don't i don't think i could do it right now because i i feel like i'm only funny like that like that way that i said before like contextually like Mm -hmm. in a group setting yeah you know um, Contextually, in a group by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, by myself. I think I'm the funniest person in the room because I'm by myself. But no, nah, like, like, um, like I'm pretty sure if you ask my friends, uh, like, oh, like, who's like funny in your group or whatever, it's like, oh yeah, Aaron is pretty funny or whatever. I don't know. I think the best place to be funny, um, of course, is like around girls. You know what I mean? Yes. Of course. Like, sorry, I know it sounds like corny and shit, but I'm just like, yo, like, nah, if one thing, no. if you know one thing about me, it's like, if I'm interested in you, I know how to make you laugh. And I feel like then I'm like, then, yo, I can be a comedian. My girlfriend's sitting right there behind the camera. I make her laugh 20 times a day. Do I not? Yeah, exactly. She said right? reluctantly. <laughs> she said reluctantly. Like, my man's got the jokes. My man's got the yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, w- I will say this, like, um, like I tell a lot of people this, like I approach comedy like I'm talking to a girl that I like. Yeah. That I'm trying to. So like, you know, I come. That's dressed, where the confidence comes from. That's yo. what I'm saying. You know, I come dressed pretty nice. You know, <laughs> I, I give myself a haircut for my yeah. shows, and I know that if I make you laugh. Then I got you. All right, hold on. I'm gonna ask a question. I know we're coming up on time, mm-hmm. but did you get a haircut before you came onto the podcast? Like, like I see, yo, I, I see you got the freshy lineup and shit. I had to get, on. yeah, like, man. You get had to get fresh. right. Did oh, you, did you do that like today or yesterday or some shit? I got a cut yesterday just because like I haven't gotten a haircut. All right, then that's weeks. the thing. I should expect everybody that comes on here for <laughs> like to have like 
clean shape of everything. <laughs> like it, we're setting the precedent. Dre, I just interviewed Dre for the first episode and he came in with the clean, you know, freshy. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I just got a haircut yesterday. I saw on his IG store. I'm like, yo, are they getting haircuts? Uh, <laughs> How many people do they think are going to watch this? Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, if anybody watches yeah. this, they're going to see me waved up. Freshy, whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I just try to get like haircuts regularly, you know, have like my own like hair routine, skin routine, make sure that like I dress right just regularly. Not for like anybody. Just the way you present yourself. Just, just yeah. for myself, just because one, you never know. Mm-hmm. Two, you never know. Just, for, yeah, yeah, two, you never know. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, when I do comedy, it's like I want to keep that reputation up. Like people are like, yo, man, we've, when you come to your shows, like, you know, I like your sneakers, you dress nice, you always got a cut, and you're always, like, laughing and smiling. Yeah, like, like you people know, see themselves, like, in other people. So if yeah. you reflect all those good qualities and they relate to them, it's like, oh, I find this person even funnier now because yeah. they're just like me. Yeah, that's know? what I'm saying. You know, if there's a, a young lady in the audience, you know, but... um, hey, yo, he just like me. Like, nah, yeah. <laughs> like, nah. Nah, it's just like, it's just something that like, I want to just keep up yeah. for myself, you know, yeah, just I feel cooking that. more, um, taking care of my skin more, taking care of my health more. Mm-hmm. That will say a lot of my homegirls and, you know, just women I've dated, they put me on to that. They're like, yeah. yo, you got to, you know, watch face day and night, mm-hmm. you know, use this kind of skin lather use the Moroccan oil mm-hmm. conditioner, <laughs> Not the Moroccan oil, you know, bro. and then, you know, shampoo once a week on Thursday. So mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah. Make sure you get a haircut every two weeks. Make sure you dress nice. <laughs> I told yeah. Asia, she's going to have to start uh, paying for my haircuts. She wants, <laughs> she wants this all the time. You got to pay for them. Cause that's like 40 bucks a pop. Like this shit ain't cheap anymore. I back in Roosevelt, back in the day, that shit was $15. Oh, and I'm pretty sure before that it was even cheaper, <laughs> but it's, so it's only going up. You know yeah. what I mean? Haircut is like makeup for men. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> we're going to, um, I guess we're going to close on that statement. Um, we're coming mm-hmm. up on time. So um, tell the people where they can find you at. Tell the people, you know, Yo. check out your stuff. Yo, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Al B. Maryland. That's A-L-B-E-M-A-R-A-L-E-N. Um, I'll be dropping some new music soon, you know, with my band. Um, I'm doing shows, comedy shows all around the city. Come check me out. Um, I was recently at Broadway Comedy Club and Greenwich Village Comedy Club. I'll keep on working those clubs. You'll see me at more clubs. I'm going to keep on working. I'm going to keep on doing my thing. I'm going to travel. I'm going to come back. I'm going to hang out with you. We're going to kick it. We're going to laugh some more, whatever. <laughs> hey, let's go. That was some crazy outro. I got to be on that type of time. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the uh, Homies Only Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Homies Only Podcast and on Twitter at Homies Only Pod underscore. All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. My brother, thank you for having me.